coaching is a beautiful opportunity to learn to slow down in the chaos so that you can actually feel better and perform better. Hello, I'm Tarek Omeri, and I'm a learning and development scientist. I welcome my weekly podcast series, Mind the Learning Gap, in which we will be covering what is trending in the world of learning and talent development, solutions, and challenges for education programs and training delivery, in addition to sharing useful tips of good practices in this field. If you are working in learning and development, training, instructional design, or professional development, or are thinking of starting in the field, then this webcast series would be for you. So let's start. Our guest today has a motivation to coach and has spent most of her professional career with a mission to help others. It started when she worked as a physical therapist. Through that experience, she discovered a passion for supporting others through coaching. Carolina Kudo is now working to help others in finding their strength, creativity, and resources to rediscover their inner voice. And I'm very excited to welcome her. Thank you for joining us here today, Carolina. Yes. Thank you so much, Tariq. It's a pleasure to be here. Carolina, can you share with our audience a little bit about yourself and the work that you do as a coach? Yes, thank you. Um, so, uh, as you said, I'm uh, Carolina Kudo. So, a little bit about my background: I am uh, I have Dutch nationality, but I'm originally half Japanese and uh, half Venezuelan. I was born in Venezuela, and when I was seven, we moved to Japan. And later, we moved to, to Malaysia. We lived there for about six uh, six years before coming to the Netherlands. Um, I came here when I was 15, so that was already 26 years ago. I am fluent in Dutch, English, and Spanish, although I'm a little bit insecure about my Spanish, so I don't like to coach in Spanish. And as you said, Tarek, I'm a, I'm a coach, and my main focus is on, uh, on coaching women. It's the group that I'm drawn to and I, that I feel my life purpose is connected to. And also as a woman, I resonate with the many roles that we have. And also the social and cultural expectations, which can, you know, which can very often get in our way of uh, achieving goals and playing big and, you know, really living up to our, to our full potential. So I'm, I'm very passionate about, uh, about supporting women to really live uh, fulfilled lives, you know, that all aspects of their lives are just, uh, yeah, great, you know, that they feel great about their work, they feel great about their family, their friends, you know, it's helping them make choices that really resonate with who they are and who they want to be become and and also encourage them to step out of their their comfort zone you know we're very often stuck in our comfort zone which you know we want to get out of but you know it's 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 nice and comfortable right but you know the comfort zone can be very limiting so I really encourage uh, my coaches to you know to think about you know how do they want to live who who are they really and you know what is important to them what do they want to do and uh, and to really take action to create lives you know that they the lives that they want to create so it's very much about supporting them in this uh in this discovery process and uh you know and then cheering them on to take action and uh, uh cheering them on as they uh, as they achieve their goals that's very interesting thank you for sharing that and uh, i'm sure also we were all very impressed with you know, how much you moved around and seeing different cultures and experiences um but can you share with us uh, carolina what uh, made you decide to switch into the field of coaching and I'm asking this because many people would say they get into the sector because they would like to help people. But I understand that you were already doing that as a physical therapist. I'm very curious to know about the motivation that made you make this change. 
yes, I worked as a physical therapist um, for, for 10 years. And, you know, as a child, I always knew that I wanted to help people. But how to do this was not really, you know, it was not really that clear. Uh, my grandfather was a doctor and, uh, you know, I, I, the females in my family, some of them were artists, you know, architects, you know, very educated people. And, I, and my father was also a physical therapist for some part of his life. So helping people really uh, resonated as a child also with who I am. But, I, you know, the path just wasn't very clear. And um, so I chose to do physiotherapy at some point, worked for 10 years in rehabilitation in a clinical setting. And even though I was helping people, I, I wasn't really happy. So which you also gave some conflict because, you know, you feel a little bit guilty about it because you're like, well, you wanted to help people. And here you are, you're helping people, you're creating value, but and you're still not really happy. So, you know, I think it's a very interesting subject when you're not really doing something that fulfills you on a, on a deep level and that is in complete alignment with who you are you know it just doesn't really make you happy and in the end it costs you uh, it costs you a lot of energy so uh, in my case you know after these 10 years I started to get into a burnout and for me it was really a wake-up call you know to you know to make changes in my life and step out of this you know comfort zone that I was in and you know I'm very grateful for this experience you know it's turning a bad situation into uh, into a gift or, or an opportunity so in my case it wasn't so straightforward you know first uh, physio and then finding coaching it was really you know uh, having this experience and also taking in the time to focus on myself try out different things and actually it's by chance that I I, uh, I came into coactive coaching. Uh, my husband was at the time doing an MBA and he had a coactive coach during this uh, MBA. And, you know, I'm very grateful because this was my link to finding, uh, finding my way to coaching. I see. Thank you for sharing that. Maybe let's talk a bit about the coaching experience. If someone wants to work with a coach, what should they expect? I mean, in terms of achievable goals, and also, what does it mean in regards to daily interactions with a coach? Yeah, so, you know, coaching is, uh, is something very practical. Your client comes with uh, with his goal or something he wants to achieve, something he wants to work on. And you, in coactive coaching, you very much focus on, on the now. So where is your coachee now? What does he need? And, and where does he want to go? You know, what does he want to achieve? And uh, in coactive coaching in particular, we're not so focused on just you know, problem solving, but it's very much focused, you know, first and foremost on a person's discovery, uh, awareness and choice. So, you know, it's a lot about finding about, you know, what's important to them, um, what's getting in their way and, uh, and really helping them become aware of, uh, of making resonant choices in their lives, which is where the action happens. So the coaching moment with your coachee is actually pretty short. You know, you're with your coach uh, for an hour and um, the action itself really happens outside of the coaching session. So in terms of achieving goals, you know, these are things that the, the coachee actually puts into action in his daily life. And the, the moments together with a coach, like I said, are actually are actually uh, quite short, but can be very impactful and just help you move forward. And that's interesting. Uh, you mentioned that the coaching sessions can be short ones, but it can be multiple ones, right? Yes. So um, this is something that's designed together with, uh, you know, between the, the coach and the client. Um, you know, do we want to work for um, six sessions or, or eight sessions or 10 sessions, whatever it is. Some people need uh, less than others, um, depending on, of course, where you are in your life. So it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be uh, 
like, oh, you know, I don't have time and this is going to take so much time, you know, it's actually relatively short and very helpful in helping you uh, get further. Uh, that's uh, interesting because one thing that always pops up when I met with professionals and executives uh, is that they say they never tried working with a coach because of their busy work schedule and being in a never ending rat race. So that's why they don't think they have enough time to work with a coach. Yeah, so um, you hear that a lot. People are are, are very busy and uh, they're juggling a lot and they want to change something in their in their lives, but it's very difficult to imagine adding another thing to their to their list. So, but you know, like like anything else in life, you know, choosing to work with a coach is 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 making a choice. So, uh, making a conscious choice. So, what are you saying yes to and what are you saying no to? And in my experience of working with coaches that are very busy and juggling a lot at the same time, is that there there's also usually a lot of stress, frustration, uh, a lot of noise in their head, and they're a lot of times having trouble making decisions, you know, thinking straight. So actually, coaching is a beautiful opportunity to learn to slow down in the chaos so that you can actually feel better and perform better. And you know, it's very different to coach somebody in the middle of this chaos than to coach somebody when they're on vacation, you know, when they're on vacation, then, you know, on a beautiful island and, you know, then they're dealing with, you know, it's, it's so much easier to, to deal with things or work on things, but, you know, you're not really dealing with, you know, the chaos when, when, the, when things get tough. And that's really when you want to learn to know how to have those tools so that you can slow down and still perform well and, also just feel well mentally and physically. So it's like quieting the, the chaos in your brain and becoming you know, aware of what's really important and, uh, and learning to, to make resonant choices uh, in life. I see. I think you already mentioned the collective model a few times now, and I think we also discussed it when we were talking before recording this session about it, and that you use it in your coaching, the collective model that is. Can you perhaps explain a little bit more about this model to our audience and why is it a useful one? Yeah, so I think it's nice to um, explain, first of all, what the, the, the term co-active. A lot of people don't know what co-active coaching is. Um, the co in co-active stands for the for the being. So being in the moment, connecting with who you are, uh, connecting with uh, with others, that deep intuition, you know, the relationships. And the active part of co-active is stands for the doing. So it's uh, task-oriented, uh, taking action, power. And in coactive coaching, it's about balancing uh, the being and the doing part of your life so that you can bring out the best in yourself and in others. You can imagine that if you're only doing, it's only action, 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 that you'll be missing out on, you know, making connections with the people who you love, you know, your partner, your kids, you know. So it's becoming aware of these two, uh, of these two energies. In coactive coaching, we use the coactive model, which is in the coaching world uh, proven to be uh, the most flexible uh, model in coaching. Like, as I said, it's very flexible. It allows you to coach a person on, on any subject that they choose, which people sometimes find like, oh, that's amazing. You know, it's, you know, a lot of times they think, oh, it's just relationship coaching or it's career coaching or it's management coaching. But the coactive model really gives you the tools to be able to coach anybody on, uh, on, any, uh, on any subject. And because one of the cornerstones is that people are naturally creative, resourceful and whole. So, you know, people are not broken. They have all the answers in them. So we really use this uh, in our coaching that, you know, they find their own answers. And another of the cornerstones of this model is that you focus on the person as a whole. 
So not just one area of their life, uh, you know, people are not just work, you know, you're not just a CEO, you're not, you know, you're also a grandfather or father, an uncle, you know, so it's really putting, uh, looking at a person's whole life and who they are and not putting them into, into compartments. Another part of the model, which is beautiful, is, uh, is called to dance in the moment. So to be fully present in the moment, uh, your coach comes and, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're working with this person in this moment with where they are, what they're struggling with. So I think it's really beautiful to just use what's there at that moment. And the other uh, part of the model is to evoke transformation. So, uh, you know, you're helping your client discover and it's the responsibility of the client to, uh, to make this transformation through awareness, discovery, learning and growth. Yeah. So it's, you're basically coaching the person and not the problem. I see. I find it very fascinating, especially you also mentioned looking at the person as a whole and not just compartmentalize you know, a certain aspect of their, let's say, character or work or experience. So yeah. I think that's very interesting. I remember you also earlier mentioned to me using the positive intelligence approach in your work with clients, which I think is probably very relevant to any of our listeners who are managing large teams. Can you perhaps expand on what the positive intelligence is all about? Yes, so positive intelligence is a, it's a beautiful, beautiful training. Um, this is created by Shirzad Shamain. Um, it's based on his research um, and it's about training your uh, it's about mental fitness. So training your, what he calls your PQ brain. So your positive uh, intelligence quotient, it's training that positive mental muscle, which he also calls the, the sage, as opposed to the other part of it is weakening the negative muscle in your, in your brain, which he calls the saboteurs. The sage deals with challenges in a, in a positive way. You know, the sage is curious. It's, uh, it's about empathy. It's creative. Um, and it also lives in a, in a different part of your brain. So your sage is driven by the, you know, by your right side of the brain, the middle prefrontal uh, cortex, which is uh, in, important for looking at things as, as a whole. The saboteurs, which are actually the negative voices in your head, uh, they deal with challenges in a, in a very negative way. You know, there, there's stress, there's anxiety, there's self-doubt, frustration, shame, guilt. There's a lot of unhappiness. Uh, and these saboteurs live in a completely different part of your brain. They are, they're living and driven by your survival brain. So that fight and flight, you know, that very primitive part of your brain uh, where you are, you need to make, uh, yeah, you, I guess you have to make that fight and flight decision. So your thinking can also become very, very narrow. It's, it's difficult to, when you're in that mode, to have a, to have a broad perspective and to think calmly and creatively. So Talking about leaders, you know, if you're leading a team and, you know, you have to ask yourself, do you want to lead your team from the sage perspective, which is, you know, calm and curious, empathetic, and, uh, you know, you're generally curious about your team and you want to help them move forward from a very positive energy. So there's a very difference in energy. Or do you want to lead them from saboteur mode? So, you know, where you're very negative about your team and, you know, they're not performing well and they're not doing it well. And can be very, very negative, very judgmental. And this can also be very harmful for your team. So as a leader, it's very interesting. You know, do you want to train your sage brain, your PQ brain, so that you can really uh, lead your team from a very positive uh, energy. So encourage them, you know, be curious about who your team is, what gets them going, what do you need? It's, it's just a different kind of energy. And this is not just for, for somebody leading a team, of course. This is also just for an individual who wants to uh, 
um, deal with things in a, in a better way. So you're either pulled into a positive energy flow or negative flow. And, you know, it's great to make decisions from sage mode. You know, you're calm, you're clear, you're focused, and the potential to do great things is so much greater than the drive from saboteur mode. Thank you for sharing that. I find it very interesting that the style of one's leadership can start even before they interact with others. It's sort of a personal choice and being aware of it. Carlina, I know that you started with coaching career quite recently from a long career in physiotherapy. My question is, if you had any secrets of a trade or advice for those looking towards a career change, perhaps into the coaching field? Coaching is a, it's a really beautiful profession you know it's about a relationship with your with your coachee which is uh based on um deep trust and respect so beautiful um it's a beautiful profession and anybody who's interested in it i say you know go for it and explore it um i personally feel that for whatever career change you're going to make it's really good to connect with you know who you are what you're passionate about and not so much on you know looking at the market and the numbers and if there's need you know look for something that really resonates with you so if coaching is something that you're interested in and you know ex- uh, please go and, and explore it um sometimes it's nice to also work with your coach yourself so that you also have the experience of uh, what coaching uh, is really all about and you know also your own development and benefits that you get out of it um, something practical is also for example the co-active coaching training institute part of the, the first part of the training is called fundamentals which is a two and a half uh, day of, uh, of training and this is something that gives you uh, a full feel for what coaching is really about so yeah it's just an idea and what gets you going in your work and what aspects of the coaching work do you enjoy the most so i love that as a as a coach that i can bring myself 100 into into my coaching um uh, it's just me so a lot of times what you hear uh in our training is you know don't be perfect just be yourself i think this is really beautiful a beautiful part about coaching because it's just so honest um what I really love about uh, coaching my clients is uh, is that moment where that shift in energy happens. You know, sometimes you get your coachee and they're you know still in their work mode and their brain is just going and they're very uh, chaotic and uh, feel stressed and frustrated. And then uh, you know, as you coach them, then uh, all of a sudden everything you know that whole chaos starts to slow down and they start to reconnect with you know who they are and what's really important to them and you feel it in their energy you feel it you hear it in their voice um, so that, that moment of shift is really beautiful um, and also um, again an, an energy shift is also when when you're coaching them and they're connecting with who they are and what's important to them and um, there's just a moment where they just they just feel like they found themselves and you know it gives you it gives them so much joy to reconnect with what's you know with who they are and yeah again that's a that's just a beautiful moment so those shifting moments uh, where something happens it's just uh, it's just really beautiful and and also you know when when all these changes are happening then you see people's transformation so all of a sudden you know they're uh, they're just standing taller they're looking more confident they're uh, looking more optimistic and you know that's just like that's a real kick you know you just feel like you're just so happy for them so uh, that gets me really going <laughs>
And that, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. For me personally, what, what you mentioned about the trainer or whoever's doing coaching or training is they don't have to be perfect, just be themselves. I think I think it touched on something very important here because there's, at least with trainers, there's expectation that they have to know all the answers. And that's not true, obviously. They have to recognize their own limitations and be self-aware so that they can help others also better. As we reach the end of this uh, episode, Carolina, how would people stay in touch uh, with your work or maybe reach out to you or listen and follow you online? Um, yes, yeah, so I have a website. It's uh, carolinakudocoaching.nl or .com. And via my website, you can uh, contact me directly. Um, and it's also connected to my LinkedIn and my Instagram page. We'll make sure to also mention it in the link, this uh, podcast episode, so that people can reach out to you. I wanted to thank you. Carolina, for being with us, sharing your insights and your experience. Yes, thank you so much as well, Tariq. It was great to be here with you. We have now reached the end of this episode of Mind Learning Up podcast. Thank you for listening and being with us. To hear more episodes in the upcoming weeks, please rate and subscribe to this podcast series. This was Tariq, the Learning Scientist. Have a good week and see you in the next episode.